It has to be stated, the book you are holding is another record-breaking issue. Why is that? Because every issue after Spawn 301, the original record-breaker, is a new record. So for the rest of my life, every new issue of Spawn is upping the record by one. If I get a little sassy, maybe I'll even put world record on every cover from here on out. Todd McFarlane, December 2019. And welcome to the Malbulge. This is regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I am your co-host John Fisher, and I'm your co-host David Williams. And Johnny, uh, I think we got a, a record breaker here too. Uh, we got the record breaking 40, 43rd episode of regarding Spawn. Uh, I think we have a record. Yeah, that's a record. We also have a record for most threes in the <laughs> number of the titles we're covering. This is a very three-heavy episode of Regarding Spawn. It would be even better if it were the third most three-heavy episode. <laughs> Guys. It's the third most three-heavy episode. So, much, so many fucking threes here, dude. The 43rd episode. Uh, well, let's, let's, uh, let's, get at, let's get into those numbers, Johnny. So what are we doing here? So... Welcome to Regarding Spawn. Wow, this is like a record. This is a record breaker. We're getting right oh, to man. it. Oh, Yeah, we're not faffing about. Well, it's all, we're talking numbers. we got too many threes to get to. We're doing two issues of Mainline Spawn, as we always do. Usually we've been mixing it up recently by doing like a Scorch and a Spawn, and a King Spawn and a Gunslinger, and we're still going to be doing that, but we have closed the gap on Scorch. So there are zero classic, quote-unquote, Scorch issues that we haven't covered. We just have the newer ones coming out. We're like about a couple months behind to give you all some spoiler buffer. So today we are back to doing two mainline spawns. This is exciting, David. We haven't done this since the Bowery Alley's bad audio days. Oh man. Oh man. I love a I love a double main title. Because you get to see where we were where we, where we were yeah. and where we are and make connections, and things are still important, that there's still things, seeing things played out that were set up in this 303, even now in 339, so... Yeah, it's it's real fun going back and seeing what, like, like we could see before and after the baton toss right now between the Todd father and Rory McConville, um, and so when we, when we actually get to the baton handover, it'll be a wonderful thing, but, but seeing both sides of it right now is... So much fun. So we've got those two issues we're covering today. We also, well, I don't want to spoil anything. We've got a special guest in the studio with me. He's not going to be talking to way later, if at all. But uh, just keep a, keep a, it'll keep you on the edge of your seat there, huh? And I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> you won't need to introduce him. He'll introduce himself, I'm pretty sure. Uh, slight spoilers by, for the gender there. Sorry, I should have said them to keep the, mis- oh. the mystery up. Ah. But we're, we're two white guys in our 30s talking about Spawn on the internet. So most likely our, <laughs> our special guests are going to be male. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, not a single episode of Respawn has yet to pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> we need to we need to get on that. Um, I would try to... So com- we need to hire... <laughs> we have a Wanda Takeover episode where there's a bitch about us. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, if Wanda would be more embarrassed herself or more embarrassed for me if she were to come on this. She would be like, what the fuck are we doing here? What? <laughs> I, I was telling her about some of the jokes that we've come up with on the show, and she was like, I'm honestly, honestly judging you right now. And it's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't. Ah, speaking of jokes and bits, I just found a little bit of a console Zuvio's weapon on my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Man, they don't make them. They don't make them like they used to on Jakku, do they? Yeah, no, they sure don't. They're just falling apart. They're relying on scrap metal from Imperial wreckages, so it makes sense. Over there, Nima Outposts. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I know the name. <laughs> How many quarter portions are you having? Oh man, don't be talking about food this early, dude. <laughs> That little bread thing, the little portion yeah, that becomes a so, big bread. So man, I want I want that. I want insta bread. They have to have that at Galaxy's Edge. They have to. <laughs> I mean they have to. Like that that's like put all your I know they put a lot of research into, I guess they now have like a lightsaber. Well, I saw the video. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I never trust the video. But <laughs> evidently they have like a real lightsaber thing. <laughs> it's, it, it basically just looks like a gigantic welding torch. <laughs> It just looks like a gigantic welding torch, um, but no, it's it, it basically somehow it creates a lightsaber from just a hilt that you can like carry. Yeah. Who knows? Crazy Disney technology. But they need to be taking those resources now that they've done that to make that bread <laughs> if they don't have it. And I this, want the Ray bread. I want the Jakku bread. Yeah, then it could be a, a thing where like uh, they could convince kids to help keep uh, Galaxy's Edge clean. Um, and like they get to bring so many pieces of garbage up and they get so many quarter per- portions for like every 20 pieces of garbage they have. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> and if you have, they have like a toy R2-D2 or a BB-8 and they're like, we'll give you 20 portions for that. Yeah. And the kid's like, no. Or like even if you if you find the talking trash can, the talking trash can automatically gives you like a prepackaged thing of like 300 pieces of garbage so you can get like a full <laughs> portion. <laughs> There's a talking trash can in Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a couple of them. Uh, they they scatter around the park, and then they also they also move where they are. But it's got like a little camera and a microphone and a speaker in it, and like they actually have like a a cast member hidden in a bunker somewhere that just talks to you. <laughs> that's that's wild. Well, speaking of bread, um, if we're getting into it and start with Spawn three hundred three, I gotta I gotta bust into this issue which is worth speaking of bread i'm getting to it david okay. speaking of bread <laughs> it's it's worth this fucker says it's worth fucking 18 dollars. oh shit that's a lot of bread <laughs> that's, that's like a lot of bread well that's that's a lot of a lot of regular bread but like two loaves of that fancy dave's killer bread that uh man have you ever had that dave's killer bread it'll keep you regular as a motherfucker holy shit it's got like i've had a we bought it from costco a few times it's got like four thousand grains in it it's amazing it also uh employs a lot of ex-cons which is very nice that's good yeah that's good. there's no reason um, there's no reason to judge anybody with jail on their resume because the way the system's supposed to work is they've been rehabilitated and if you judge them for that then the rehabilitation thereby fails so be nice to your ex ex-cons dudes <laughs> david what 
I was I pulled out this issue and I was just talking about how much it was worth and then I said it on the sticky part of the uh, of the K of the uh, well, sleeve it was in and it ruined the back. Speaking of, well, you can't have bread without a little jelly, can you, Johnny? Yeah, no, it's just funny. I mean, I don't think I'll ever sell this, but it's just funny. That's that's one thing I don't like about buying floppy issues from like the back the back stuck bin is I always get the, I always get the tape stuck on it when I'm trying to pull it out. Exactly. Uh, you think I've been doing it long enough that I would remember to just remove the tape fully, but no, I'm just like, I got to keep the tape there so I can tape it back down later. And then bam, right on the, yeah, it, I buy the resealable ones. So I, I, that was my own fault. Yeah. It really, it especially sucks when you're, you've got, like, like you just find like some random batshit crazy seventies or eighties book, so it's got that real shitty paper. <laughs> oh yeah. And then as soon that as Ripper, as soon as that, as soon as that tape sticks, you just gotta, you just gotta have a piece of tape on your comic book, or else you won't have a comic book. <laughs> well, I have a comic book in front of me, mm -hmm. and that's Spawn three hundred three. Let's start off with the covers as we do, as we do. Um, so Johnny, 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 um. If uh, you ask for my resignation for this, I will be fully in support of it. But so we know that. Okay, uh, let's hear it. Lay it on the table. Lay it on me. Ah, mm, oh, geez, it's it's so hard to 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 confess because it's just such a such a bad thing I've done. So so we know that in this getting caught up in the in the the main title spawns that I've been relying on my humble bundle I got several years ago. Um, Humble Bundle ends with issue 302. Um, I actually think it originally came out like you could buy it the week before 303 came out. So that way you could like have, you know, entry point, jump on, get all the issues. Um, and so last night I was furiously looking for ep issue 303 in my Humble Bundle downloads. And then I realized, shit, I don't have it. But then I realized on top of that, that I bought the fucking trade paperback that covers from Spawn 302 to 307. <laughs> and I should have been talking about that because, you know, it's the the aftermath of the record-breaking. It's, uh... Well, it's fun to talk about the different formats yeah. as you have basically at least three ways you could read this. Digital, trade paperback, floppy. Yeah, so, I mean, I totally dropped the ball. I am sorry about that. But I'm reading today from Spawn Aftermath, trade paperback, Covers 302 to 307. And Johnny, why this is important, there's a motherfucking cover gallery in the back of this trade paperback. Which oh, means... Oh, nice. I love it when they do that. Which means not only did you have that kick-ass Todd McFarlane only cover from Spawn 302, but I have in the back of this the black and white and the color version of... The cover from 302. So I am looking at it and it's... Oh, hell boy. yeah. With Jessica and Spawn on it? Yeah. With Spawn with that big old fucking cover. sword. It's great. So. Hell yeah. That said. Let's, uh... Let's, let's... Let's... Since... So 303, the cover I got, I got the floppy here. I bought it, uh, from a big old couple lots I bought, uh, about a year or so ago. Mm -hmm. uh, from eBay. I, I filled in basically two ninety nine to, like, th three... 25 wherever i actually started buying them i got the a cover here okay. uh which is bills itself as hell hunt part two uh -huh. by uh matina francesco matina all right and that's the it takes the classic uh origins 
trade dressing that they've got where it's got that bar in the background and there's white and it's got spawn on it. That's the one you're talking about? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a fucking cool cover. I'm looking at it right now. It's clean. Ooh, look at all those bubbles in that acid. Yeah, he's in the acid bath. Or I guess a necroplasm bath. That is a great cover, Johnny. I don't know what's going on in front of him. Oh, his legs are, like, spiking out. His legs are spiking out. He's, like, he's melting. It's like he got... It's like he got caught in the dip. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like he got caught in the dip. Oh man, that shit you scare the shit out of me on Roger Rabbit. Fuck. Man, the the rolling over the Christopher Lloyd with the the steamroller and then he just like noodles up like a flat man. Oh man. And blows himself up with like air or helium or something. Yeah. That movie's fucked up. I shouldn't have watched that as a child, but I watched it all the time. There's Understandably, it's those 80s Amblin movies, they're so mean and like yeah. violent. Understandably, like, there's a reason that uh, that Wanda hates it. I tried to I tried to watch it with her, and she's like, "I'm not fucking watching that." And I was like, "Why not?" And she's like, "I hate it." And I was like, "How do you hate this?" I could I could see why you would. Hate it. It's a mean spirit. It has some a mean streak, which a lot of those Amblin movies they get meaner. I don't know. The Amblin have like a edge to them. Yeah. I was I was just listening to a to a different podcast about movies, you know, as all odd all podcasts are movie podcasts, and it was just these two guys talking about, uh, like how fucking sad kids movies were in the eighties, like the non Disney movies, like uh, like the Rescuers, fucking depressing. Oh, I guess that was a Disney movie, uh, fucking depressing. But you've got like uh, the Land Before Time. Jesus Christ, you've got. What's the one? The big one. Uh, oh, an American Tale. Holy shit, dude. Oh yeah, it's like a. Holy. Like a, that's an Amble, That's an Amblin movie. Holy shit! I watched Five Goes West like twenty times before I even knew that it was a sequel. Uh, and Five Goes West is all fun all the time. But then I watched an American Tale once when I had the flu, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I thought I. Had hey, you're just listening to Amblin movies, both Land Before Time and Five are by Amblin. Oh man, and then there's there's uh, We're Back, a dinosaur tale. Oh man, when they go into when they turn into actual dinosaurs and they uh, at the at that circus. Spoilers for We're Back. Pretty a sure that was Amblin as God, well. Man, so fucked up. All those Steven Spielberg kids movies, they had a they had a mean streak. The Secret of Nim after Temple of Doom, he couldn't shake it off. That was an Amblin, but yeah, that one. And Watership Down. Oh, man. Oh, I never watched Watership Down. I tried to read the book, but then I got distracted by the Redwall series. Fucking Redwall? The, oh, Watership Down's great. Uh, I should probably read well, it. How's Redwall? Redwall? It was great. It's a... Do you, have you ever read them? Um, a bunch of my friends were into them in fifth oh. grade. I, I wasn't for me. Oh, man. I was you more into Goosebumps and Star Wars books. <laughs> you don't like the idea of an epic fantasy based around rodents that live in an abbey? <laughs> <laughs> and are terrorized by a badger. <laughs> I've been on brand since fifth grade. I was reading Star Wars books and Goosebumps. So oh, man. Horror and Star Wars. It took me so long to get into Goosebumps because my sister read them, and the cover scared the shit out of me. The fucking masks. So the Haunted Mask 2 specifically, and then... Oh, what's the name of the one where it's a picture of a family cookout, but it's all skeletons? Say cheese and die. Say cheese and die. Those two just like fucking, I was like, nah, I can't do this. I can't be in the same room as these fucking books. I gotta. <laughs> Too scary. Too scary. And then the first Goosebumps book proper that I ever got myself was Beast from the East. And I don't remember a damn thing about it, but I remember just being like, oh, this beast. 
He's from the east. <laughs> the beast. That's terrifying. <laughs> was, I read them, but they scared me definitely. But they were they felt illicit. Yeah. Like Stephen King for kids. Good old R.L. Stein. Good job, R.L. Stein. There's uh there's that that little clip from Masterclass that keeps coming up where he's talking about how people always call him Stephen King for kids, and he's like, ah, oh, that's cool. And then he talks about how once he met Stephen King, and Stephen King was upset because he's like, I can't fucking do fairgrounds anymore because you've done all the fairgrounds stuff. <laughs> and R.L. Stein was just like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> kids, kids go to fairgrounds a lot. True, they do. They do. Um, so there's two other covers, three other covers. Yeah, one of them yeah, so is re- weirdly exclusive. Which one is that? So they have, according to cover price, which is what I use to look up these things, mm-hmm. you have to pay 60 bucks a year to use it, but whatever. I mean, in the long run, that's not that much. There's a Singapore Comic-Con exclusive cover worth $313. It's $10 too much. <laughs> no, it's no, it's twenty dollars too little. It should be halfway to the mark of the beast. Ah, no, the, then that's more threes. I just think, I just, I just think cover price and issue number being the same is a perfect synergy. <laughs> and then the other two covers are by Todd McFarlane. It's awesome. Medieval Swan. I have uh, it right here in this trade paperback, and it is nice. Man, Johnny, I don't know if we've talked enough about medieval. Being a fucking badass. But he's a fucking badass. So cool. And I love the Todd McFarlane cover. Yeah, it's a good one. So yeah, on cover price, they've got a Singapore Comic Con exclusive. It doesn't have an artist. It's just a Singapore Comic Con, so I don't know. Man, it is. Um, it is. But it's just like a Ooh. spawn. It's it's a pretty badass spawn. Holy crap. It's just Alciman spawn standing there, and he's got... His chains are just like going around his arm. Uh, well, I bet Petru Spawn or Spawn Hunter has one. Yeah, or two. One of 250? Two. Eh, Spawn Hunter has two. <laughs> <laughs> so, those are the covers. Uh, awesome. Pretty great stuff. Yeah, real good stuff. Real good stuff. Another problem with the fact that this is a trade paperback, Johnny, I don't have that opening material that you got. Dude, oh my no. God. So, like the first page of the trade paperback. It says, writer Todd McFarlane, artist Jason Sean Alexander, Philip Tan. Completely skips over the fact that Todd McFarlane does some interior work here. So, hmm. Rob Liefeld must be the editor of that uh, trade paperback. (laughs) It must be. Um, It does say here, additional writing by Philip Tan. So, somewhere within these six issues, Philip Tan does some, some writing duties. No, the reason I said, oh my god, dude, is because... The recap is going to take me a minute and 30 seconds to read. It is like a paragraph. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, it's so funny because let's just get through the credits and we'll talk about it. Okay. Um, so art in this issue is by Jason Sean Alexander, Jason Sean Alexander and Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Plot, Todd McFarlane and John Goff. Tomo. John Goff isn't mentioned as a writer in the fucking trade paperback. What the shit? Wow. Wow. Man. What an omission. Uh, Tom Wojciechowski, of course, as we know, on lettering. Oh, yes. Doing indeed. all the issues of Spawn. He is right there. Worked on the most Spawn as anybody. As any, as anybody, anybody. More than anybody. Yeah. Um, we got Peter Steigerwald, Steigerwald on colors. And then, as we said, Matina McFarlane, Eminem as the cover artist. So, 
<laughs> David Straffin. I, I'm reading the whole thing, I guess. That's the bit, right? Okay, yeah. Well, what's so funny about this? Well, I'll read it and then we'll talk about it. <clears throat> Previously in Spawn. In Hellhunt Part 1, Spawn, Al Simmons, carries on his pursuit to eradicate the evil that treats the world as its playground, simultaneously gaining recognition as a vigilante by the press. While in a weakened state, he fights to free victims of a demon-run human trafficking ring. The demons try to use the lack of Spawn's powers against him while putting up a fight. With only his military training and a healthy expenditure of ammunition at his disposal. It does say at his exposal, I want to be clear. <laughs> Al finds himself short of winning the bloody battle. As he's about to fall victim to his demonic prey, the creature is extinguished in a brutal fashion by one Jessica Priest. She's looking for answers that only Al can give to her mysterious reception of Hellspawn powers. That's okay. I, am I reading it wrong or is that another typo? She's looking for answers that only Al can give to her mysterious reception of Hellspawn powers. And who is the larger-than-life Ultra Demon that seemingly stripped them from her as easily as they were granted? Johnny. That's it. That took longer than the entirety of episode 42. <laughs> this took longer than reading the issue. I mean, this is the Tom McFarlane dialogue. Man. This is moves. That was, <laughs> that was insane. Holy cow. Well, what, what's so crazy is, is that... There's no commonality. Like the one last week was like Spawn reached a record. <laughs> and then this one is a novel. Yeah. And that one sentence is a doozy. Oh, man. I'm not going to read it again because I already read it like four times on the on mic. But man, that was a doozy. That was insane. Oh, man. I, I do like how it starts Todd with. Todd had the good Red Bull that day. <laughs> I, I like how it does start with. And Hell, and hell Hunt Part One. <laughs> Like making sure we get the the name of the miniseries in there. Yeah, but it's just funny that there's no commonality in how long they're going to be, <laughs> like how much detail they're going to go into. If they're even going to be correct, I love it. It warms my heart. I'm not making fun. I love you, Spawn. I give you a kiss. I'm going to kiss it. Mwah. I am so upset that that is not in this trade paperback, Johnny. <laughs> no, it's great. It's what makes it awesome. I was I, I literally looked at it and just laughed because it was so long, and I was like, why? Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, we open up, basically, as that very lengthy recap said, uh, we open up with uh, Jessica and Al, of course, as you do when you meet someone in a comic book. Fighting. What do you do, David? <laughs> you fight you fight. <laughs> it's like a dance. It's like shaking hands. Well, they, they actually refer to it as a dance later on, too, so. They do, they do. Yeah. We got, we, we, whew. Just it starts off with a bonk, honestly. <laughs> Man, I knew you were gonna mention it. <laughs> like, how could you not? It's just like right fucking there, Johnny. <laughs> Tits ahoy, Johnny. Tits ahoy. Jessica <laughs> is wearing a very revealing outfit and and like crouching and like shooting a shotgun as Spawn's chains yeah come around her and she like back swans over him. And kicks him. Yeah, and John and uh, she tries to kick at his head, and he kick, he catches her foot, and then sends sends his chains out at her. And then knocks her shotgun out of her hand. He's got her all chained up, and he's like, "Why are you here?" And he's oh, his neck is I love, insane. I love the, right, shout here. out to Tom O with that. Um, trust no one. Yeah, 
uh, little lettering there where he's like explaining why he's fighting Jessica. He's basically been betrayed so many times. He's yeah. just, trust no one. Yeah, it's real good. Oh yeah, his neck on the next page. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a literal. He looks like ET. <laughs> it is. It is long and very, very like uh, sinewy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is an upset man right now. He's doing his. This is his um little Billy Kincaid string up, basically. Yeah, indeed. But, uh, another bonk. <laughs> uh, and then Jessica Priest is talking about how she's pissed off because Nix is dead. Um, a little callback, a little two ninety nine, two ninety nine, yeah. And she's like, "Weird shit is happening," and he says, "Prove it." And so she gives him, she she gives him the green eye, Johnny. She, in that green eye, she gives him the necro eye. What does the green eye mean? Like that's envy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the green eye of envy. Isn't there a green eye in Great Gatsby? I I don't know. It's been so long since I read The Great Gatsby. Let's read the let's do a Great Gatsby episode. <laughs> sure, sure thing. We'll read it and we'll watch the Baz Luhrmann movie. Snub nose motorboat. Hello, old sport. <laughs> we we could just become a Baz Luhrmann uh, podcast. That'd be fine. <laughs> I'm, I love I'd be Baz cool Lerman. with that. Dude, um, that movie rules. That Great Gatsby is awesome. I I haven't seen it. I should I should definitely really. I should oh, correct good. that. I should correct that. Um, you got Tobey Maguire, Leo, Joel Edgerton's really good in it. Nice. That's a good cast. Uh, so he sees that she's got the power eyes, and is, he sees that green eye of envy, and he, so he lets her go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your eyes. How'd you do that? <laughs> I, like, I like how he then, like, he, he, he's got his finger up kind of like in the come hither motion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come here. Let me show. Oh, he's like, let me see. It's like when your parents think you're high. It's like, come here, look me in the eye. <laughs> My friend Aaron one time uh, came home high, and he was so high that his mom tried to look him in the eye, and he fell over backwards <laughs> trying to avoid her eyes. <laughs> and so she knew he was really high. That's not a. That's not a giveaway. Oh, not we, at all. Then we got the uncomfortable, uncomfortable close talking. Yes. Dude, Jessica's so, just like So do you want to talk or do we keep dancing? <laughs> she leaps and makes that it's basically they both land with like guns on each other. Yeah. Yeah. She's Mom's got guns akimbo. And she's got one like right up against his chin. You got one you can tell Swan's a little shocked because you got one surprise round eye. He's 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 hiding it okay, but he's still a little yeah. worried. Yeah. She got the drop on him. She got the drop on him. And but she's not afraid, Johnny. Because he needs to find out why. And then she turn, her hair turns into Savage Dragon. <laughs> it does. <laughs> she looks like, like, she's got like a fin for hair. I love the hair in this. It's just always crazy. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's great. Especially Al's hair. It's so good. <laughs> oh, my God. He's bald. <laughs> He's bald. He does have a nice little goatee, though. Yeah, Al looks good. Speak, while we're speaking of Al, I just want to say... I just want to put goodwill out in the universe to oh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Fox, I yeah. know he's been hospitalized, and I hope he's doing okay because Every... I love Jamie Foxx, and he's my spawn. It's yeah, one hundred percent. Besides Michael J. White, obviously, yeah. but you know he's my new spawn. One hundred percent earnest goodwill towards Jamie Foxx and his family. Get better, dude. We don't we don't yeah, want anything to happen to you. He's only he's only nope. like in his late fifties. That's too too young for stuff to happen. 
He's a badass. Yeah. And he's gonna be he's gonna be spawn. He's gonna be spawn. Well, first he's gonna be okay. So. Yeah, that's all that matters. We wish you a speedy recovery, Mister Fox. So basically, Jessica's like, okay, I saw you on TV, and all this shit happened, and yeah, all this. And so we know that Nix was looking for these shadows players and trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And Jessica's got her phone with a map on it. Yeah, because uh, she's tracking Nix's phone, right? Or that is Nix's phone. Yeah. Gr- Gris- I don't know. Uh, we'll get into it, but this is a little. Okay, so that is Nix's uh, phone. Yeah, it's it's a it's a little it's a little confusing. It's a little Todd Father. It's okay. Yeah. All all you need to know is that something's happened. And she's found something out, and she's she's cotton cotton. She's caught Al in a uh kind of a lie, and so now he has to explain himself. And so <laughs> they just shadow blast into the secret house where Mark Rosen is. <laughs> He's like, oh no, behind you. <laughs> uh, he said, you said you'd never bring anyone here. You, he like yeah. locked me here and said I couldn't bring anybody here. Yeah. He just fucked up. It was like, you're just bringing random people? Like <laughs> This look that Al and, <laughs> and Jessica share is maybe a little too tender for their relationship at this point, but I love it. I love it. Like they're just like, like they're like, they're trying to tell him that he's, he's going to have a, he's going to be a big brother. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that that look (laughs) so good. And she just, she just spawns out. Yep. Turns into badass. (laughs) He's like, okay, so now (laughs) what, this is your sister or something? (laughs) And he's like, I like the ass with his sister. <laughs> oh, oh. And then, like, she hands over the phone, and, like, he looks at it for a half a second and finds out a whole bunch of shit about it that you literally can't tell from just looking at a phone. Like, if you're looking at a phone and it's got data on it, you can't tell what code was written to get that data on there and delete it from a previous computer, Johnny. That code would be somewhere else. It would probably have been deleted off of the computer you transferred it from. Well, you can't, but Mark Rosen can. <laughs> Mark Rosen can. can, man. This is, he's... He says. He's on some... He says he's the best. He's on what some, does he say? He's on some Echo Level shit where, you know, they tried to turn him into a half-droid man, and so he's got the little thing, and he can communicate with all the the computers in the Star Wars universe. He's a stud. He says he's a stud, and he's, he's he a is. Stud. He is a stud. He's a sweetheart. Oh, have you been reading, watching Bad Batch? I might have just spoiled something for you if you haven't been watching it. I have not. Oh, been watching Clone Wars. Fuck. So fuck. Sorry. Sorry for spoiling a person. In David, you got to get on okay. that Bad Batch tip. Bad Batch. No, it is... comes up a lot in my life. I don't really. You know, I don't. I don't want to like dismiss. A medium, and I like a lot in the medium, but I don't spend a lot of time watching animated shows. Um, it's, I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I I get it, I get it, but especially, especially as a a lore person, man, you would you would enjoy the shit out of it. No, I'm excited. I just I have this. There's getting through the Clone Wars. Yeah, there's so much to watch. There's so much to watch. How far are you in the Clone Wars? Still in the, the second season? I'm in the good shit. Oh, no, I'm like the fifth season. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm the one before the, the new, the, when they made that final season, which was, I think was six, right? It was either six or seven. I don't remember. It's six. It's six. 
Um, so no, just I man, uh, I like that the 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 clones are basically kind of like Pokemon, <laughs> where they're all technically the same person but they're all so very different and they each have like a a stat sheet and you you have to remember which one is which it's great i love the clones i love the clones so much no it's cool how they gave them characters and stuff i'm just taking a cue from the movie where you have captain commander cody commander cody oh man fucking i can't i can't talk about commander cody johnny you will you will see you will see why i guess you already know why but it's like man Back, back to back to spawn. <laughs> Let's get. They're really good friends. Let's get off. Let's get off this. Uh, they're looking at oh, some... Star Wars. Yeah, you said you said it would open the floodgates and we did that <laughs> Star Wars episode. It did. It did. We're we're one track mind. Uh, oh yeah, Marcus is able to track like necroplasm across the the world, and and spawn is just like twelve. There's 12 spots of necroplasm around the world? <laughs> I only did five, and everybody's like, what the fuck are you talking about, you buried slivers of your necroplasm? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> um, no, well, he he doesn't, he gets this from Nix's phone. Nix yeah. is the one that just figured this out. But yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's like finding out you have all these kids in all these different countries, and you're like, what? I've never even been to France. <laughs> it's like a, that Jimmy's Bastard series, which is basically every time that it's... It's basically James Bond, but every time he has sex, he has a child. And so there's just, like, a ton of little James Bond children running around. <laughs> That's hilarious. Is that a comic book? Yeah, it's a comic book. Um, there's also an older one called uh, Lobo Infanticide, which is Lobo has a whole bunch of little children all over the universe. And they all team up together to try to kill him. <laughs> and so it's just four issues of Lobo killing a whole bunch of babies that look exactly like him. And it is peak 90s ridiculousness. And that is. it's absolute filth and garbage and a wonderful, wonderful time. It makes you feel just like a 12-year-old boy again, Johnny. It's great. So Jessica's like, you put some of your power in your nicks, didn't you? Why? And you didn't give her a choice. That's and why she, so that's, that's why, why she they was killed. killed. Yeah. Oh man, and which we know the, is true. We know that Cog killed her for the yeah. necroplasm. The necroplasm, and oh, it just gets so chilly right there. Like, oh man, there's no way Al can even do anything to try to deny it. So he's got, he's caught, he's he's he got got. And then we got a a three month previous flashback here. We're in the Vatican three months earlier, and the. Amount of stairs that these men are taking, Johnny, uh, these priests, I assume they're going to be priests. No, maybe not. Uh, but the amount of stairs these guys are taking leads me to believe that these are in the uh, the the fabled Vatican catacombs. Which, it's down there. Which, uh, it's supposed to be all of the, all of the shit that, like, proves God's existence that's been scattered around the world is supposed to be held there. A whole bunch of... Uh, relics, a whole bunch of weird, weird things that are like, like Grail-esque type things, but maybe not the Grail. Maybe also the Grail. Um, although, if you've been watching, so basically this like is... the warehouse in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, um, Indiana Jones would have a field day at the Vatican. Yeah, yeah, he would have. It would have been great. Uh, that 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 Mrs. Davis show is fun. 
fucking phenomenal, Johnny. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah. watched the first episode so oh, far. Yeah, so so that um, there's very little that I can talk about that doesn't spoil anything. It's a very hard show to talk about. A because how many it's episodes wacky. are out now? Um, seven. They seven? released them all. Oh, they did. No, they they released three or four that first day and then there's been one a week since then so we're on like six or seven right now um but like like every 15 minutes there's a new twist that is just like what what the how could this get more bonkers and then it just keeps getting more bonkers uh and it's it's great it's great cool i gotta catch up yeah so much to watch it's oh man this post-peak television is for the birds there's too much television but there's they're taking some swings uh, I guess I guess we're about to have some time to catch up on it though, Johnny, because because uh, of that writer's strike. Yeah, the... won't be new content. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're gonna pay those writers more. Is what we're gonna do. Better. We know we we can take a stand and say that that the Todd father is definitely on the side of the writers in this because he literally started Image as a way to. Uh, make sure that creators were fairly compensated for their work and were able to keep their like control of their content. So and not... people that aren't on the side of the writers just like get over it. Like what are you talking like, I want my TV show. I don't care. It's like shut up. Yeah, I don't understand not advocating for people to have, you know, the ability to live off of the work they do. I just don't understand that. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like you just I sit, you agree. just sit down all day and write shit. How hard can that be? Have you ever tried writing anything? You piece of shit. That's it's hard. It's As hard. A player, it's hard. I can say it's hard. And not and only that's the... why it's spelled play right r i g h t because you have to ring it out. It's a, it's a hard <laughs> act. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and, but yeah. And uh, David Mamet once said, "Writing is easy. All you have to do is go to a typewriter and bleed." Very evocative. But not only do you have to come up with it, Johnny. But then, like, you have to fucking fiddle with it as it goes along. And, like, the, the things that you bleed out just might get thrown in the garbage because they don't fit, even though they're wonderful. And that's the hardest part. It, and you have to edit it and make sure there's not a single fucking mistake. Like, it's crazy to try to write something. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It if there's, sucks. like, a single mistake, people will be like, oh, my God, there's a typo. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's some garbage. This is not garbage though. This isn't some garbage. These guys are down in the catacombs looking for something. They all their life they've been searching for something, something, bubba dub, bubba dub, de boop boop, whatever. I I don't know very many Foo Fighters songs. Whatever, don't at me. I like Dave Grohl. Don't like the Foo Fighters. We'll move on. <laughs> Weird tangent. So, so this implies these agents of he heaven, because they yeah. talk about when they interviewed Mark Rosen. This implies that they gave him this armor, and that like. The actual being of medieval is here. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because as we know him, he's a helmet. Yeah. It's so, it's it's we'll like they've happens. got the it's like they've got the Doctor Fate helmet in in a jar, but they're able to have it animated instead of just being like well, I don't know whatever. But whatever. So they gave, it says they gave him his suit of armor. I don't know. We'll see what happens. No, I mean not whatever. I mean there's obviously something happens between here and now. I'd, are yeah. are they are they talking about Mark Rosen? Why they gave Mark Rosen the suit of armor, or why they gave this no. Hellspawn a suit of armor? This Hellspawn his suit of armor. Okay, well, I mean, it's because the Hellspawns gets to mold their symbiotes into what is best for them. 
Do these do, yeah. have these guys not been reading Spawn, Johnny? These no. a- agents of heavens are jerks. Um, he looks like uh, the Hobbit. What's his fucking name? Martin Freeman. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, from uh, yeah, the Bilbo Hobbit. Baggins. Bilbo. Bilbo Baggins. So he's like basically trying to bust out of this place. Yeah, and all like, the the damage he's doing to this door is insane. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, just like boom, boom. He like cracks the screen. Yeah, it looks it it actually ends up looking like a Paul Dano Riddler. There, it's it's so <laughs> it's like a face. He looks like a Mac tonight. Yeah. <laughs> our favorite his, our his favorite moon, mascot his moon extends on either either end of the panel <laughs> yeah you just can't see it so they talk to like a robot or something yeah it has like robot looking text yeah cause they've got a they've got a secondary a secondary security system that they're putting into action and it turns out that fucking this, this fucking symbiote hates light Johnny it hates light and he says, guess they don't make demon babies like they used to. <laughs> yeah, and so they just flood this whole chamber with light. And it this reminds me of there's a there's a Grant Morrison story where they lock I can't remember who they lock. I think they lock Superman in a room that is just empty and full of light. Um and then they introduce like one tiny little flaw on one of the walls, and then since that's the only thing Superman can focus on, because it's the only thing to focus on, he, like, becomes absorbed in it and loses his fucking mind. <laughs> that's how they drive him crazy, <laughs> is one imperfection on a completely white wall. Uh, that kind of reminds me of this. It's, it's very fun. Yeah, it's cool. He's just yeah. he's frozen there in the light in his cell, looking sad. Yeah, and Al has neither gained nor lost any necroplasm this issue, because... Zero, 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 eight. Zero, seven. He's at eight? Mine says zero, 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 0008. The trade paperback says zero, 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 0007. Dude. What the fuck? What the what the who who the Who edited this? Who do we believe? Who the editor Thomas Healy? Come on. No, this man. is Goff, I thought. Oh no, I guess that the trade paperback was. Maybe maybe they revised it for continuity error. I don't know. But it's seven. Whoa. Weird. Well, it says eight. Maybe we're, maybe we're from different universes. Maybe we're from we've been we've been split in the matrix. Yeah. Um. Does does the actual issue have this little backup story in it too? With uh, Nick's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, we got another another callback to two ninety nine. That's two callbacks to one issue in the same issue. And this is the Todd McFarlane art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's Nick's and Cogliostro uh, meeting up. Yeah. It's just a. The, a retelling of it it shows what happened between Nick's letting Cog in and Cog killing her. But doesn't doesn't she call him something else in 299? Like she calls him Nick or something like that, doesn't she? No, she's in in it's like Walter. Yeah. Not two ninety nine though, in the in the um it was in the Nick's issue of Sp- of Spawn. It was in three thirty eight. Man, Whack. I'm confused. I'm so confused. But you know what? It doesn't matter because we she got calls some him Walter. I think right or something like that. And she calls him something, but it's not Cog. I I no. I, was... 
I, I was just too flabbergasted by it to try to f- figure out what it was last night. And I was like, what? Huh? Huh? Yeah, Weird. she thought he wasn't Cog. I don't know. But <sighs> it, I want to get up and go get that comic because I know exactly where which, it is. It's which, okay. which issue is it, Johnny? It's in 338. It's in Nick's where she's talking about her backstory. Okay, we got 338 here. Uh, it should be uh, in the first, like, five pages or so when she's, like, going through her backstory when she dies. Oh, well, it says, when I died, it says, see issue 185. Uh, <laughs> I called Arthur. She calls him Arthur. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> it says the man you knew as Arthur was actually Coleostro. I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at issue 299 here. I think she just opens the door and says, "Yeah, she just she just opens the door because she says that I've told you and one other. In fact, he's here now, so gotta go." Um, and then she opens the door and she says, "Thanks for coming." I don't know. It's a continuity error. Stamp it. What I'm imagining is that she at one point knew him as Arthur, and they just forgot about this one point where they called him Cog. Yeah, I'm imagining. But but yeah. So anyway, we got this we got this nice little story about what happens. Between the door opening and Nyx being dead, and it's just Nyx is basically handing over all of her information. Cog's just like, hum ba dum, hmm, hmm, bam. Necroplasms are right in the forehead. Boom, that's a great little two page spread there, yeah. Two page spread, just boom. Right. He just shoots a laser. What is this? Laser eyes? Is that a laser eye? It's gotta be. Yeah, I think it is. Because you see it, you see it spooling up. On the previous page. Man, Todd Father Todd Father eyes are real good when he does the little close ups on him. Mm-hmm. So I have a spotting ground. I do not. And basically, that's where our opening quote came from, but we'll get to that because there's like two points of the spawning ground. He re- repins his the five page backstory on She Spawn on Jessica from three oh two. He says there was a mistake made on his part in conjunction with the printer, which made the pages look too dark. He says, you're unable to see the cool detail I put into the art, so I wanted to reprint them here. (laughs) (laughs) So he reprints it, and it is, I looked at the other one, it is lighter, it is brighter, you can see a lot more of, like, the detail and, like, the individual little marks that he did. But then he does the opening quote where he says he's getting sassy, he might get sassy and put world record on every cover, Mm -hmm. which, you know, he puts it on some. He did bust it out occasionally. Yeah. And then he just says the best is yet to come. Yeah. So speaking of the those reprints of the Jessica story from issue three hundred two, um, and the digital copy I had, it was in black and white, and then in the trade paperback, it is reprinted in color. Um, was it in black and white for you, Johnny, or was it in color for you? It was in color both times for me. Weird. So we got we got all kinds of experiences going on here. We got some black and white. We got some color. We got some. This is fun, finding the differences between all the, the presentations of the story. What were the Berenstain Bears called in your universe? I think I remember with an A, but it was probably with an E because I'm terrible at spelling. Um, What's that? Berenstain is, you're in the Berenstain universe, sir. That's why, that's why you have different spawns, because there's a glitch in the Matrix, I swear. I love that we have concocted a way to make... Um, to, to make us not be wrong, even though we are A, forgetful, and B, too lazy to actually look stuff up. <laughs> no, we looked stuff up. We looked it up. The, but the, the problem is that quality control at the, around that time was of such low quality that you can have both E and A Berenstain Bears 
It's true. You could have. They exist in tandem. People literally have tapes that have them spelled both ways or books that have them spelled both ways. So it's just... Just one of those things. But that doesn't mean that the world is fucking glitched yet, Johnny. You uh, you just you just want you just want to live in a cyberpunk world where you can escape and be the savior. So yeah, it's reprinted. It is lighter. You can see a lot more of the details, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Because I yeah. looked at them side to side. See, I did research. Yeah, you did more than I did. <laughs> and then the back page just has all the current collected editions that are available: Enemy of the State, Dark Horror. Origins, um, nice. Spawn so, kills everyone's in there. Nice. So that's still several, a couple of years away from the aftermath trade paperback, which came out in June 2022. So yeah, that's Spawn 303. Real good. Three to three, three, three. up we have another mainline spawn yeah so so johnny 39 two threes in this one too speaking of threes three times three is nine um so ah well so it's nice divisible by three so 339 is divisible by three oh that'd be 113 this i feel like i'm chasing after psalms 317 here i got the cover by Simon Bian- Simone, Simone Bianchi? I don't know. I guess that's how you say it. Maybe we should look it up. <laughs> we probably should have uh, figured out how to say it before we started. But, you know, that's fine. So you got the, the Bianchi cover? Nice. Yeah. I got the Bianchi cover. The Bed Bath & Bianchi? Well, I've got both, actually. But what do you have? What are you reading? I got the... I have the, the Keen cover. So, and it's... Uh, the Keen? The Keen. It's got... It's got... Spawn with an invisible orange that is surrounded by necroplasm, and he's about to punch the guy. Yeah, we got the return of the invisible orange. Um, he's definitely, he's definitely in the middle of a groove on that song. He's about to, about to hit a real important point. The Bianchi cover is just like really textured. It's Spawn crouch on top of some gargoyle snake things that he's possibly like manipulating to be alive. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I'm looking at it online right now. And the texture on the cape and everything is just really good. I liked all his stuff. This is, they did the uh, covers for February of 2023. Um, so this is one of those. They did all four of the A covers. That's cool. They've been, I know I mentioned before, but I like they've been doing that. Those connecting covers that are going on right now. Um, yeah, they're real good. By Mark Brooks. I can't, I can't say Mark Brooks. On the fucking Instagram, because every time I try to say it, it comes out as Marks Brooks. <laughs> I can Brooks. say I can say Mark Brooks here, but not when it counts. <laughs> when you're on the camera, on you, yeah, you, you can't do it. Yeah. So, but yeah, Spawn three thirty nine. If we open it up, Johnny, world's record breaking comic. It looks like the Todd Father's being sassy. Kept his, kept his promise. He's being sassy. Got this thing written by Rory McConville. Additional script by Todd McFarlane. Got Carlo Barberi doing art again. Very nice. J. David Ramos and Ivan Nunez on cover. Colors. Tomo on lettering. Dude's keeping it going. Uh, talked about the cover artists. 
And then uh, previously, uh, can I can I read this one, Johnny? I wish. We, I'm yeah, please, this. please, I'm, please I'm do. I, I'm tired of reading previously. <laughs> <for the last one. laughs> it would be better if this one were much shorter. But uh, so previously in Spawn. Uh, we see Nyx's journey from the afterlife to her rebirth as the scion of Greenworld. Meanwhile, Sin continues his journey across hell. That's, I mean, there's really no way to get it shorter than that, I think. But It's so funny because so much more happened in that issue. And it's just such a small recap where in the other one, like, Spawn basically beat up some guys. And it's a very detailed, very detailed recap. <laughs> it's great. We start with uh, just a... Our splash page is the earth with some green spots on it. And it says dead zones. I love the the lettering that they use for dead zones there. Tomo's cool. doing a good job. But yeah, it's explaining what the kind of like a history of the dead zones real briefly. Um, that they first created the critical role in the eternal war between heaven and hell. It's the it's like they're the trains to the front lines that the soldiers have to take. I guess is the best sort of wartime analogy we can come up with. Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> then you know, Spawn closed them all, and they're about to be reopened because Nick stole Nick stole the secrets from Spawn's you know brain. Uh, she got sucked into his subconscious, or not sucked into his subconscious seat. They willingly went him. there and she stole some coordinates and now all of the green zones the green zones the dead zones are about to be open permanently again the next few issues are just kind of like the slow rollout of all the armies realizing oh hey the portals are open again ah shit oh, it's like oh wow yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's seeing the other side and all the ramifications of the portals being closed basically then we go from that to uh haunt just pacing in this this apartment <laughs> <laughs> uh, arguing with his razor. brother. Yeah. He's looking for a razor. He wants to shave his uh, stubble off. That's what he's in that apartment. He's just like, is there a razor in here? In the middle of this discussion that the brothers Kilgore are having, uh, Spawn. He's basically, just, like, you should have uh, stayed with Jet. I should have stayed with Downing and Nix because at least by this point I have control of some dead zones. They let me through. Spawn's yeah. not even let me through because he wants to get to heaven to find his cure for his haunting, his poisoned. Because heaven poisoned his suit. Spawn just shadow blasts in behind them, um, like he does while somebody's complaining about him. <laughs> he just comes. He always in does. <laughs> you gotta not talk about Spawn. So he'll just bamf him behind yeah. your back and be like, tap you on the shoulder, boink, boink. Although boink. I guess it is a, it is it, always a good tactic. Like if you need Spawn, just start, just start bad mouthing him, and he'll show up. Behind yeah, start you. talking shit, and he'll show up and be like, "What did you say? What did you say?" This fucking ex-military man. What does he know about combat? You know, he's a fucking failure. Right? Are you telling me? Wait, are you telling me Al Simmons Spawn is ex-military? No, John, I, I, I just made that up. <laughs> I just okay. made that up, Johnny. I was about to say, haven't heard that. Couldn't be. <laughs> Couldn't be. Now he knows nothing about tactics. I don't know him. <laughs> and then Spawn's literally just being like, "Yeah, you know, if you had stuck with with Downing and Nix, you'd, you'd you'd be in a worse position than you are now." Um, and he's like, "Well, so let's just fucking let's just go to heaven. Come on, let's just do it. Yeah, let's do it. Take me to heaven." And he snaps open a dead zone and. And then we leave from them to go to hell with uh, Cataclys and Sin riding well, through. Well, Spawn's, Spawn's going to heaven because he wants to get a weapon 
that mm-hmm. will defeat Cog. That'll suck. It'll basically a weapon that destroys any necroplasm. Yeah, and while they're there, if they have time, they'll get uh, haunts cure. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. It's kind of like the. And if you're good, we'll hit McDonald's on the way home. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, if you don't complain, we got to try on all those clothes. We come in on Cataclysm and Sin at the Entropy Fields, which are just inside the... Well, they're in the Ninth Realm, but they've just crossed over into the Eighth Realm, which is the Entropy Fields. So they're still pretty far out. Yeah, there's... Oh, man, they are, they are they're far They're in the outer room out. of hell. They're not even yet to the Ice Shrimp. Yeah, no, they aren't. <laughs> um, and Sin is like, shit, this stuff doesn't look the same. And, you know, understandably, entropy fields wouldn't look the same every time you go through them because that's the nature of entropy, right? Um, right. Cataclysm is given some family history and Sin is like, huh, that's fucking weird. Why, why, are you, why is your family from there instead of there? And they're like, dude, dude, you've been gone for a long time. <laughs> So Cataclysm's mother and father were both sent as agents to Earth. Um, his dad is still loyal to Hell, but his mom has fully, fully integrated into Earth life. Seems like a good plan. And Sin, Sin himself says uh, she's not the first to lose their way. It's all too easy to be seduced by that life. And he's like, let me tell you, a strawberry yeah. ripple. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah. it, gets, it gets its claws in you, dude. It's like sometimes... <laughs> You just got to go burn out and live in an alley for a little bit. <laughs> I get it. I get uh, it, brother. Yeah. They come up on uh, on the Tower of Wrath, which looks amazingly like the Leaning Tower of Chiza from uh, a Goofy movie. <laughs> it also, cool, but it also kind of looks like the tower from the Alan Moore issue. Yeah, yeah. Issue number eight. Yeah. That's it's evocative from- of that. Probably intentionally. I would be surprised yeah, I, if they I, weren't. I think out of those two, they were probably going for the Leaning Tower of Chiza. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, because then, then they can have uh, a hell being just, like, shove it in their mouth like it's a snack. <laughs> Man, I fucking love the Goofy movie. It's good. And can we, can, it's a good we t- movie. can we take a quick aside to talk about animated movie and television cheese? Like, nothing has ever made me more hungry than the fucking cheese on the pizza in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles television show. That shit looked yeah. amazing. It was so stringy. I want I want that, like, in real life. IRL. IRL. Man, animated um, cheese, top-tier food. Cheese and uh, Rescuers Down, not Rescuers, uh... Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, Monterey Jack. I always like that cheese. <laughs> Walls and Gromit. There's that's some yeah. iconic animation. Oh man! Cheese. Oh man! What's wrong with Winsleydale? I do like oh. how, how <laughs> Wallace literally finds basically his soulmate, except for she doesn't like cheese, and he's like, "Uh, you've broken my heart, lady. We can't be together." Oh no! Not cheese. Can't stand the stuff. Although I guess she technically does spoilers for uh, what is what is that? Oh, is that a close a shave. A close shave. She is a a sheep thief. But uh, it's because Preston's evil. Yeah, her dog's evil. Yeah, but we do get Sean out of it. Sean the sheep icon. Uh, a funny funny joke based off the way that Brits pronounced Sean as Shorn. Uh. 
And right. He's a freshly shorn sheep, so. <laughs> he's really cute. Man, I love Wallace and Gromit. It's so good. Ardman. Wallace and Gromit. Rule. Oh, we, we need an Ardman spawn series stat. <laughs> I need to watch it, but they've, speaking yet again of things I need to watch, it just came out, but they have a segment in Star Wars Visions 2. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. I got to get on that. Yeah, it just came out. Uh, Star Wars Day. Like Star Wars Day. Ten days ago. Oh boy, T- time crawls on. You, see, you might you might say time it uh keeps on slipping, uh slipping, slipping into the future. They slip right into this tower and they gotta fight these Elden Ring enemies here. Yeah, <laughs> step no further. It's the, they're trying to do a Gandalf. You shall not pass. They just beat the heck out of him. Well, Clarice is like nah, and then he just goes and stabs him in the neck and kills him instantly. Yeah. Um, and then we jump back to the the brothers Kilgore and Al Simmons in the dead zone Uh, they're in that dark like we went there back in those early issues he took uh, Eddie Redeemer there to talk to him yeah yeah. so this is this is uh, where they're gooped I guess oh no wait goop is they shadow block no this is dead zone this is dead zone zone. you gotta travel like basically like you go into the dead zone Mm mm-hmm you get a little time in the dark shadow in between, and then I imagine you go to the other side. Yeah. Um, and they, they talk about how, you know, since these were basically the train tracks for the the, the guys that um, hell and heaven powers don't work in dead zones. Oh, well, we already knew that shit. We knew that, uh, but so they, they, they talk about it. But Daniel Kilgore. But haunt, haunt powers haunt, work. Haunt powers work, and Spawn is like, who created your suit? And, you know, honestly, he doesn't really know, Johnny. <laughs> and then I like I like how uh <laughs> it's the ghost brother who's just like, uh guys I need you to look at this. There's a um giant angel. Yeah. Sandalfin, the herald of the Magisterium. Yeah. And our uh, huge. our right fielder, I do believe, is where he was. Yep, our right fielder for the heaven team of baseball. Yeah, he uh he and his brothers got caught in the dead zones when Al uh, locked them, um, and then slowly went insane, and he killed all his brothers, um, because as we know the the minions of heaven and hell when disconnected from their power sources slowly go mad. They just kill people. Yeah, they just go crazy and they just start yeah. killing people. Yeah. I I really like how um this fight is like it's written in the anti Todd Father manner. Cause if uh, the Todd Father had written this, uh all of the words would be describing what is happening. But I like how the narration is the story and there's just like a fight going on. Like Yeah. You want you see them fight and you learn something else, it's like Two trains of information going into your head at the same time. It's real fun. It was real fun. I kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. I mean, besides like being like an evil soldier of heaven, he's probably like a murderer. Yeah. It's just as it's just like oh man, he was trapped in there. And yeah. Like who knows? Because if hell's been like six hundred years, who knows how long it would seem like to him? Yeah. I uh, I do like how uh, the parts like points of the narration match up with the images like and until only Sandolphin remains standing and he's you know he uh he's in that pose where he's got the chain around his neck but he's 
he's about ready to strike. <laughs> and then it says, uh, that isolation shattered the last of his sanity. And he's just like foaming at the mouth almost. It's wild. Yeah. Wild. It's Carlo Barberi art is great. I think that he doesn't speak as telling. Is he just like silently attacks them? He's like an animal. Yeah. And then there's, you know, Haunt just stabs him right through the chest with his big old, big old saber hand that he's able to to manipulate. And then they just, you know, step out of the portal. <laughs> it's like it's like if you went to like a train station and the train station just had to kill this giant hulking man. And then you're like, OK, now yep. on to the trip. Yep. Yep. Now I can now I can exit the exit the subterranean station and it's all bright up outside. And. And it's heaven, and it kind of is, it, it reminds me of some of that, again, Alan Moore issue heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, Daniel, obviously, wasn't seminary, and he's like, this isn't how I thought it would be. Um, oh, I guess we forgot that, uh, that before they go on the trip, Al was like, now, I know you have an idea of what heaven looks like, and what God is like, and what, you know, the whole, the whole thing is about, but let me tell you. That's not the way it is, man. <laughs> um, and so they're up Another there. earlier thing I wrote down that I forgot to mention was I love that, like, uh, who's the ghost killer? Is that? That's not Daniel. That's uh, Trent Kurt. or something. Kurt, sorry. Trent! Uh, <laughs> no, one thing I wrote down that I like is that Kurt, um, he says, like, if I go to heaven, will I get, like, trapped there? Because he's a ghost. He's like, yeah. am I getting trapped in heaven? Yeah. And that's what precipitates Al's being, like, no, 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 no. It's not no, like that. No. It's not like that. Let me let me tell you a thing. Um, and then they're just standing there looking at heaven, and they get. I love this. The shadow of an angel just slowly creeps across them. Almost <laughs> like a clock. Yeah, and then we get this nice splash page where it's just a phalanx of angels, um, and the leader is being like, "You degrade yourself by partnering with a haunt." The hell symbiotes is all like very organic and kind of nasty and the 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 uniform of heaven is like clean and mechanical and like high high modernism like metropolis clean lines and yeah yeah no, i know what you're saying yeah absolutely we got barbados here in hell he looks like dr strange talking to talking to sin and sin's like why'd these guys stop us and barbados is like eh, sorry about that it's been uh, quite a length of time, but uh, probably been, like over 500 years. You've been gone for 500 years, yeah. Um, they, they don't remember. Hopefully, Send Dolphin wasn't trapped in between for 500 years. Oh, no. Well, no, because he only got trapped in when. Because, uh, you know, Sin's been gone for thousands of years. No, but he's talking about since the dead zones closed. Oh, since the dead zones closed? I thought it was since Sin was last in hell. No, because. Yeah, but it, he has, he's been in hell. He was he he was on the throne for a little bit after Malbojo. Oh yeah, fuck shit. That's that's stuff that I forgot about. Oh man. No, it's okay. been like because he's like times been speeding up here. It's since the dead zones okay. were like sealed. Oh man, that makes it that makes it much. Oh man, man. I gotta I gotta get caught up on all this backlog, Johnny. I need I need my favorite my favorite spawn podcasts to you know hurry up with this shit. Yeah, it's just uh, basically it's that thing where like if you go to the planet the time moves differently in space and you come back and it's been 20 years, but it's been 500. And so, you know, Barbatos is giving, giving sin the lay of the land as it is right now. And then 
tells us that if Sin wants to become the ruler of hell, he has to defeat the current ruler of hell, who is, bam, Cataclysm. And we get a, a nice end there. Reveal. Yeah, we get a reveal of hell's current ruler, and he kills some Fleabiacs. Yeah, he killed some Fleabiacs, and he's covered in goop, and he's a badass-looking dude. Um, I remember when this issue came out, like, the Todd father was literally, like, <laughs> very excited about this issue and, like, was showing images of this last page with, like, his hands over 75% of it. And he's like, look at how cool this is going to be. I can't, I, I can't spoil it for you, but look at how cool this shit's going to be. <laughs> it was hilarious. Pretty awesome. But yeah, and Spawn's got way more power than he did back in oh, issue yeah. 303. Oh, yeah. Hell, hella more power. 1427. Pretty good. Yeah. We got we got some spawning grounds. We got some spawning grounds. We got a guy who's, uh, his name is Adam. Talking Adam about A. How- Adam A. Aronson. Adam A. Um, he, uh, you know, submitted some artwork. It's very nice artwork. He loves. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, something about a ghostwriter drawing um, that the Todd the Todd father did on his tutorials. So you know, if you aren't watching watch this, some of those, if you aren't watching the Todd father tutorials, you don't have to know how to draw a goddamn thing. They are very enjoyable because it's just it's fun to watch. You know, it's fun to listen to the Todd father because the Todd father is always full of some full of some knowledge for you, and just to see him so effortless, effortlessly lay stuff down. Um, it's yeah, real fun. Cool. It's real fun. That's one of the the best parts of going to conventions is going and meeting creators and like watching them do stuff in real time. It's like holy fucking shit, that is awesome. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes the guys will, at uh, the artists will actually they'll be they'll try new things. They'll be like, I want to do something wacky. Like uh, guys who don't who always work in markers will like sometimes they'll be like we're gonna do some fucking watercolors at this convention and you can just watch them fuck up watercolors but they're still doing an amazing job it's great they're like yeah this is some bullshit and you're like that's not bullshit that is amazing that's awesome i could never (laughs) do that man yeah i could never do this this is awesome stuff adam also wants to thank him for all of his cool stuff king spawns his favorite he loves the storyline, the artwork. Adam has great taste. And then we got James B, so we got A and then B. I find that hilarious. Uh, talking about, been reading Spawn for 20 years. And he's like, well, since since I guess characters are coming back now, what about Angela? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also like kind of like, he goes like, he kind of nags him a little bit because he goes, all and all, as all things, has slowed at times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but... Uh, our our buddy Thomas Healy doesn't drop a beat, and he's like, "Yeah, man, it's been going for a while." So I mean, it has dropped in places, but man, look at how it's picking up. It's like, look, we like to keep people dead, but if someone has a compelling reason to bring them back. We'll let them do it. We are currently seeing some of the best Spawn characters comics since the beginning. Um, and and as far as Angela, don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, don't hold your breath for Angela, guys. Let Angela go. Yeah, just just breathe easy. She's she's uh she's gone she's gone with the angels i guess she is an angel so um she's a marvel snap for christ's sake guys she's not coming back (laughs) dizzy's Um, got him dizzy's got her in their cage 
Yeah, and that's Spawn 339, Johnny. Pretty great. Yeah, pretty great. Pretty great. Um, I, th- I think we got. I think. I think now we got to rate these puppies, Johnny. It's time to rate the puppies. Yeah, we take that, Brian. Them. You're out of they're, a job. You hear that song all, I just composed? They're all. They're all. Uh, they're they're good boys. They're good boys, Johnny. They're good boys. They're pretty good boys. Um, they're good. They're good issues. Uh, so three oh three was up first on the docket, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four lasers to the face. Four lasers to the face. Oh man. Because it's four laser blasts. I mean, it's 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 just a fun issue. It's a fun fight. I like Jessica a lot, so that's why I give it that high. Because like it is a little just kind of techno babble clunky on the plot, but the Jessica stuff's cool. I like seeing Jessica. So there you go. Four four laser blasts to Nix's forehead. That's good. That's a good score. It's a good score. I'm um oh um I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three demon babies. A because we need another three in this. Uh, B. Yes, there you uh, go. B because um, as far as issues go, it is. L- it's a little. It's a little thin. It's. It's. We need to. Thin. We need. To, we need to just get there. We just need to get there. So we're 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 ramping up. We're going. We're literally in the middle of this mini arc and a larger arc. So we're just like middle, middle, middle. We just got to move it on, moving the story along. So it's not a not a great much happens, but it's it's all important. Um, but it doesn't just like, it's, uh, it's setting up so that way we can get some, some cool shit happening. So yeah, in my heart, I feel it's a three, but I give it one extra point cause it has a lot of Jessica and she's one of my favorites. So the, that's why that whole, like those two pages of medieval we get are fantastic. Um, I love, I love seeing Jason Sean Alexander's version of medieval. He looks so badass. Uh, but yeah, so I liked it, but it's not it's not mind blowing. So I'm gonna give, I'll give it a three. Three demon babies. What about Spawn three thirty nine, Johnny? What are you gonna give Spawn three thirty nine? Spawn three thirty nine. We have two journeys: one through heaven, one through hell. Two sides of a coin. I do really love the parallel parallel trips that we've got through this little little segment here. Um, this because it, it bounces back, but like they're they're like equivalent journeys in opposite directions and they they each are hitting the same beats it's it's great i'm going to give it 3.5 hell towers um it's you know it's it's a good start to this kind of start of these tracks that have been going on through a few issues but it's just a start doesn't have jessica in it that's a that's a point off point five off uh no i don't i, I mean i don't really know what to say it's kind of a Plot of your issue, it's setting up some stuff for some fun action with all these characters, but uh, it wasn't, like, mind-blowing to me or anything. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. I will give it 3.5 uh, sparks of uh, a road flare. So I guess 3.5 road flares that Al Simmons is carrying through the dead zone. Um, very much like 303, it is a, a ramp up. It has a th- Middle. And it has a three in it as yeah. well. That's yeah. why it's yeah, a lot. It has yeah. two threes in it. That's why it's also like three oh three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a ramp up. It's a setup to like them journey. I like the Sin Dolphin little story. That's kind of cool to throw yeah. that in there. Like you don't have to have that, but it's just nice texture, flavor to the world. Yeah. So so not to, I'll give it a three oh five instead of a three like I did for three oh three, simply because now I have to couch this. This is not a slight 
on the Todd Father Johnny. But okay, Rory McConville's a better writer. <laughs> I agree. And that, that that increase in the quality of writing bumps it up it to a 3.5 for me. Yeah, it's, it was it was very noticeable. Yeah, it's holy shit. Rory McConville is doing a great job on this, Johnny. It's it's fun. Oh, yeah. It's fun to it's fun to compare. I mean, the Todd Father writes well. He's a good writer, but it's fun to see sort of the different approaches that they take where Todd Father is, you know, classic bombast, you know, high excitement, just, you know, this fun story is fun. Yeah. um, And Rory McConville is a little more measured, a little more, you know, trying to make it a little more, uh, for lack of a better phrase, uh, a little more English student or English, English major uh, where he's, Trying to make it a little more technical, um, a little more fancy. Yeah, a little, a little more fancy. It is a little, it is a little more fancy. No, it's cool. I like the parallels with them it's... and heaven and them in hell, and it's it's fun like seeing this journey. Um, and it's been fun where it's been going. Well, David, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that we had a special guest. Ah, uh, yes, and I spoiled that it is of uh, the male persuasion, didn't I? Yes, because it's uh, in the name. Uh, so as you guys know, if you listened uh, a couple weeks ago, I, uh, had a couple beers after work and ordered the Dark Knight trilogy McFarlane figures. And, uh, we're not doing spawnacy baseball. We decided we'd be getting through some of these figures cause I got more spawn figures coming. So I got to keep the backlog in check. Oh God. At least it only released like one wave of spawn, one or two ways of spawn figures a year. Yeah. Long way of saying I had a few more. To, I have the three others to open. I've opened Scarecrow. And before this issue, I thought thematically, because we're doing a double mainline spawn, I would open Batman. It's Batman. 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 It's Christian Bale Batman. I'm opening the Batman from the Dark Knight trilogy. And that, ma- that makes this a Todd's Toy Talk. <laughs> My my favorite my favorite joke about the the Christian Bale Batman voice is uh, there was a, a thing that Sesame Street did in like 2012 that they were they were spoofing the the rise of the superhero movies um, because you know it's hard to think that just like a decade ago there weren't so many superhero movies but but they have cookie monster <laughs> cookie monster uh is batman and he says cookie cookie monster it's <laughs> <laughs> great okay into the I'm toys busting out my pocket knife here to get it open Woo! uh cut the little plastic so it's in the classic dc multiverse packaging it has the dark knight trilogy oh another three the trilogy Oh, this is just the episode of threes, Johnny. Episode of threes. That's the hook. If you're into three, you're gonna love this episode. We're gonna we're gonna um, have a <laughs> we're gonna do a rule of threes here in a minute. What is the rule of threes? Uh, something about you're supposed to have three jokes. Like three is a balance. Like there are certain oh, okay. Like two jokes in a row isn't enough, or something something like that. It's a balance issue. So I'm gonna pop it open here. That sounds so good, Johnny. Every time. Oh, yeah. Going out, Batman. Oh, my God. So it's got a trading card. 
Oh, nice. That is a, uh, I remember this. It's a, uh, it was one of the teaser posters for The Dark Knight Rises is what they use. And nice. it's Batman standing on the street. All nice. right, let me cut these little guys here. Ooh, he's got a gun. I'm just cutting out all the little yeah. pieces here. Oh, does he have a grappling hook gun? He has a grappling hook gun, not ah. a gun gun. Nice, that's how he got away with it. That's how he got away with it, is a grappling gun. Cool, I was about to say, right. they, uh, they, put out the that, they put out that Earth 2 Batman, which is Thomas Wayne, just around the time that they enforced the no, rule pop, or no gun rule. And uh, literally, Thomas Wayne Batman in Earth 2 uses guns. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ooh, man, this is a great figure. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, wrong Batman theme. Bum, 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 bum. The Dark Knight theme is hard to hum. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer's got a lot of that. It's got. You got to include the the super low the super low end Johnny. Yeah. Oh man. This is awesome. He's like super detailed. It looks like Christian Bale. Nice. Looks like he's about to go. Carmine Falcone. <laughs> he looks like he's about to go. You're like me. I like to rattle the cages. <laughs> Not. So this looks like the tactical armor. This is his armor slash costume from the Dark Knight specifically. Nice. Um, I believe. Because Batman Begins, it's a little more like Batman-y. Yeah, and it gets a little a little armorier as the series goes. A little more tactical. Yeah. You got that Christopher Nolan realism, baby. Yeah. He also comes with three Batarangs, which is Ooh, pretty nice. cool. Let me pop out one of these Batarangs for you. You got a Batarang. But Batarang, pretty cool. Batarang. Um, grappling gun, pretty cool. But the coolest thing he comes with is Bane's legs. Legs. Oh, man. We got arms. Now we got legs. He's we got uh... arms and legs. This is great. Look at this. Look at these legs. Let me bust these legs out. You can basically make a, you can do an old-fashioned Mr. Potato Head with them, where you literally just take a potato and put the legs and the arms in and <laughs> draw a face. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Ah, here we go. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, here we are. Oh, yep. There's some legs. Nice. Bane's gonna be a tall motherfucker. Okay. Well, I got Bane's legs. I mean, he he is a tall motherfucker, isn't Tom Hardy? A little taller than Christian Bale, or did they so. just shoot it? Or did they just shoot it that way? Because I actually think Tom Hardy is smaller than you think he is. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't know, but yeah, Bane always towers over him. Pretty cool. Nice. This looks like basically two legs that are uh, with like knee pads and cargo cargo mm. pockets. <laughs> he's got his, what do the boots look like Johnny are those boots good boots are good it's got like these double straps on them nice good looking boots a lot of articulation but yeah oh sweet I'm so glad I get this Batman open he's been taunting me for months <laughs> get this grappling hook in there nice where are the drugs oh, where is she where is she <laughs> we had a guy that we knew I won't say his name because like I don't want to incriminate him or anything who was a guy we knew in college who was like, he was that guy that like loved weed but never had weed, but he would always be like, he knew like people we knew had weed, so he'd always be like, hey, you guys got any weed, weed, weed? So we used to start calling him Batman because the part in 
Batman begins where he goes, where are the drugs? <laughs> I knew a couple of people like that in college. Yeah. Sorry. It's a, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a, it's like, why can't you just figure it out? Just figure it out. It's easy. Yeah. You know, somehow always ended up, everybody enjoyed their company, except for they were like, God damn it. They're going to ask us for, they're asking us for stuff again. And it's, it's not, and it's not that they just didn't procure it themselves. It's that they never offered anything in return. They just wanted. Right. They were just like, exactly. hey, can, can you hook me up? And it's like. And they basically expected it. Yeah. I mean, you can at least barter something. You can at least be like, I'll drive us to McDonald's. <laughs> Man. Exactly. Lots of McDonald's talk on this episode. I got to. Ooh, I had McDonald's breakfast the other day. Oh, oh man, it's so hard to beat a sausage biscuit. Mm. It's pretty this good. Is so good. The only so thing good. that beats it is maybe egg McMuffin. You know, you know what? It's hard to beat, Johnny. Also hard to beat is the Spawn community that uh, exists over on Instagram. Uh, it's a great community full of cool people that we like to hang out with who do cool shit, um, and almost all of it is Spawn. Uh, and you know we like to we like to shout out shout out some of our friends so because we like them we want you to like them they should like you this week uh, are the friends that we want to share with you um, is at spawn underscore nimrod um, that's uh, at spawn underscore nimrod uh, they they share they literally just say they collect spawn stuff. Uh, it's like hell yeah they got they got action figures they they do that thing where they're like hey man look at all these these toys that are available at my local target it's very nice um they 3d printed a uh like crystal green spawn figurine or statue looks awesome so good uh they had somebody custom make them a rug as the spawn spawn logo the little emblem um it's very cool very cool they they're a great follow and we like them and you should like them too very cool sorry i was just playing my batman figure that whole time (laughs) no no no, no, that's cool that's why that's why we got two hosts so that way you don't have to you know be like oh shit i was supposed to do something uh uh also also hard to beat is brian who does our music t.brian.boiler He's over there. He's good. Uh, we're over there regarding Spawn Pod on Instagram. We're going to share. Johnny's going to share his pictures of his toys. Uh, he's probably going to play Batman. for you a little bit. <laughs> Batman. Uh, Batman. Batman. He's going to show He's going to ask. Show you where she is. Um, uh, no, it's fun. We do, we do a lot of fun stuff over there. Come say hi. We got uh, questions, comments, concerns. You want to interact with the Instagram community but don't want to be on Instagram yourself? Let us post it for you. We'll say, hey, this is our buddy. Send us some stuff. Uh, regarding SpawnPod at gmail.com. Uh, we like to hear from you. Every week I like to ask a question, yeah. a prompt. No one's ever answered one yet, so hopefully you fuckers do eventually. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I won't say that. No, we gotta, I did. We got to start making a lot more errors so that way people give us... We'll correct us? I, I would... I would uh, I might do something nefarious for even a well actually at this point. <laughs> so, okay, if we get errors, we'll get people. Okay, so so we, it's an episode of threes. Mm-hmm. We did 303, 339, the Dark Knight Trilogy toy. Mm-hmm. 40, episode um, 43 of the podcast. Episode 43 of the podcast. So I want to ask, what is your favorite um, 
third in a series. It can be any series. So, like, for example, Star Wars, the third one would be The Empire Strikes Back. And, for example, Harry Potter, the third one would be The Chamber of Secrets. But what makes The Empire Strikes Back the third in the series? It's the middle. David, I'm making mistakes so people correct oh, us. Oh, oh, I felt right. Oh, see, see, that's how easy it is for you to send us a fucking email, right? See, correct me. <laughs> oh, is your favorite shit. third in the series Evil Dead 2? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm oh. kidding. Uh, but like, what is your favorite third in the series? Uh, could be a movie, could be a book series. I mean, some of mine that come to mind are Toy Story 3 I really enjoy. That's, that's um, a good one. That's it. That's the only one I got. Oh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. That's a third of a trilogy. That's a third of a trilogy. I, man, I did not know it was a third of a... Is that the Fistful the of Dollars? No name, I mean, I'm yeah. Out. Man with No Name trilogy is called. But yeah, Fistful okay. of Dollars, Few Dollars More, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, man. Uh, what is what is that? The Wasteland is the, the third? Oh, that's a great one. That's probably that's, possibly the best Dark Tower book. Yeah. It's up there for sure. Oh, man. I always get... The fact that the second one is called The Drawing of the Three, it's like, wait, hold on a second. Which one's the third book? No, The Wasteland is fucking great. Oh, yeah, so good. the three have been drawn. <laughs> but no, yeah. Let us know. Johnny will read your response on air. He he made a promise. A solemn Any move. email we get, I'm going to read on air. Yeah. So let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, Johnny, um, in about a week, you want to you wanna do this again? You want to do this again in a better week? Yeah, I think so. Let's do some Spawn. Um, you want to do some Spawn? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I got a couple of books we can read for next time. Um, so, uh, whew, it's going to be one of our favorite pairings, Johnny. It's going to be one of our favorite pairings. So we're going to read... Oh, like a fine wine and a cheese. Yeah. From a um, cartoon. <laughs> Man, what wine would go best with a, with a cartoon cheese? Um, Strawberry Ripple. Strawberry Ripple. I'm trying to think of... Because there's some animated wine that makes it just, like, look thick. And, man, I want a thick wine. Thick wine looks Yeah, great. animated I, wine I, always looks, like, really thick and red. I like I like when they animate it so that way there's, like, the glass. Like, you can see the edge of the glass. And there's just, like, a, a U of wine in there. I like the way that looks. Um, yeah. But anyway, so we'll be reading two issues from Spawn's Universe. Um, our classic will be King Spawn number eight. And our contemporary will be Gunslinger Spawn number 18. So, hell yeah, we get to do King Spawn Gunslinger again. It's oh KSGS. King Spawn Gunslinger. We got that 818 going. 818. 818. The Grateful 8, because we're grateful for Spawn. Yeah, and that's also a Western, and Gunslinger Spawn is Western. No, I said I said Grateful 8. Oh, yeah. Shut up. I'm dumb. To correct us by sending That'd be hilarious. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino's The Grateful Eight. It's just eight people very, very thankful for their lives. That sounds like a Tarantino. He would somehow make it uh, very weird. I would, I would watch that. I'd watch that. So yeah, those are two great epi- issues that we're going to read next episode, and it'll be great. Um, read with us, and here, here are our hot takes on it. Um, read some Spawn! Read some spawn. Uh, and so, Johnny, I think that just leaves me to say, may the scorched be with you. And also with you, David. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's that, Batman? Oh, he wants to know where she is. Where is it? Well, well who, which, 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 is, is she over the? Ah, 
That now he just yelled, "Where are the drugs at me?" What does he want? Does he want her? Or does he want the drugs? Batman, do you want her? Or do you want the drugs? He just said he likes to rattle the cage. He was spouting <laughs> off Dark Knight trilogy quotes to me, Batman. I'm not putting up with this. You can rattle your own cage. I'm gonna lock you in there with Scarecrow, and you get some pocket sand in your face. <laughs> <laughs>